Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right, so today I want to talk about something that's really important. We're talking about daily peace development. Daily peace development. So I'm going to share five tips with you. Now, let me preface this that these five tips, first of all, I know for sure work because they work for me and they've worked for dozens of my coaching clients. So I know that this is proven. I also know that these five tips are simple and not easy. Do not be persuaded against these ideas because of their simplicity. Okay. I know we as humans, we like our complexity. We think that somehow, you know, the more complex idea it is, the more that it's effective. That's not true. It's simple, but it's also not easy, okay? I know that they can change your life. They're all about your thinking, and so thinking is well under your control. You don't need anybody else to make this happen. And you gotta be brave, okay? If you enter into this process, even if you don't do all five of them, but you just pick one or two and and start practicing that, come with a sense of openness, curiosity, and willingness, okay? It's, It's gonna take some bravery for you to actually do this. And some of these you need to work up to, okay? Some of you are not going to be ready for all five. That's okay, you're you're just not there yet. Some of you have been listening to almost all 1000 episodes on this, this podcast. And if that's you, thank you so much for supporting the work. Um, Some of you have engaged in, in other things that, that you work with me on. And so you've grown in your awareness uh, a little bit differently. Okay. So the point is that I'm going to lay these five out, practice any one of them or all of them at whatever level that you're on. You may want to kind of write down or tag this episode and come back to it. If you choose one of the five to work on, write it down and say, okay, in a few months, I want to come back to this and I want to see if there's another one that I'm ready for. Okay. All right. So a lot of times I'll have clients that come to me and, uh, you know, they're, they can't really pinpoint like any major issues or challenges that they need to work on, but they want to decrease their stress and increase their peace. Okay. So these five things are things that you can practice every single day that gives you a general, um, increase in peace. Okay. So, um, when, when we talk about the difference between self care and self love, self care is like, putting a bandaid on something. So for example, you've had a bad day at work, you come home, you you take a bath, you drink a glass of wine, you know, whatever you're, you know, you, you had, uh, let's say quote unquote, an injury at work at your bad day. And so you do something in the form of self care to make you feel better. That's a regulation exercise. Okay. That is, um, uh, there's, there's power in that. Absolutely. But at some point we need to look at and say, okay, if you're doing that every single day, there's something in your environment that is causing you injury over and over and over again. So I don't know, perhaps 
we need to focus on that, right? So that's when you get into the self-love area. And this is the daily practice that we're going to talk about that actually will prevent. <laughs> so uh, instead of having emergency self-care at the end of the day, we're preventing you from getting injured throughout your day. Okay. Okay. So the first thing is to focus on nature, not the world. Focus on nature, not the world. So we want to focus on, uh, you know, nature, like um, the outside, right? Not just going outside, but uh, there are universal laws at play in nature. And when we spend more time in nature, it's like our subconscious kind of collects those universal laws. For example, the law of gender. So the law of gender has nothing to do with am I male, female, whatever. <clears throat> the law of gender is about creation. And it says that there is a lawful process for creation. Once an idea is created in the spirit world, there is some sort of thing that happens um, uh, to create something in the physical world. So for example, whatever device you're listening to on this podcast, somebody had the idea for creating that device. This podcast, it was received in my, my spirit and my mind first, put onto a post-it note, and it is now being spoken out. And I'm pre-recording this, which means you're, you're getting it at a different time. So the, there is a lawful process of, cre process of creation. When I look outside my window, and I am right now, and I see a tree, there's a lawful process that created that tree. Okay? So that is one law, universal law. But what often happens is, uh, you know, when we focus on the universal laws and we see that and we think about, oh, how does that apply to me? Right? So if I get this idea about a new job, you know, how do I bring that into fruition? Well, follow what nature's telling you, right? But what we do is we look at the world. We look at, you know, what's happening in the, the news, or as I call it, the drama of the day, right? It's not news. It's not, it's not somebody reporting on events. It's, it's a drama. It's a story. It's, it's somebody's perception of what's happening in the world. And they're, they're even choosing what to call news, right? There are so many other things that are not put on the news. And why are they choosing those stories to report on, right? And so when we focus on that, or we focus on, you know, the things that, that we call problems, issues, or challenges, and listen, I'm not saying that we, we, we don't ever think about those. I'm not, I'm not saying be all Pollyanna, everything is just fine. Because, you know, there's tons of episodes that we've done on, on how to address your problems, issues, or challenges. What I'm saying is that when you focus on things like the universal laws, you actually will find the solutions that you need. But when you're focusing on the problems and the stories and the dramas of the day, that's not getting you to any solution. Okay? So the first one is focus on nature, not the world. The second one is we want to release fear and go towards love. Release fear and go towards love. So I've done a lot of teaching on this, but ultimately it's not focusing on what you don't want. 
right? So a lot of clients will come and especially when they're very new to uh, working with me, the first thing that they always say is, you know, Michelle, I'll say, well, what do you want? And <laughs> they'll tell me all of the things that they don't want. This is what's going bad. This is what's wrong. This is what needs fixed. Okay, great. Now, my next question is always going to be, okay, what do you want instead? So instead of that long list of things you don't want, what would you like instead? So the long list is, is really the fears that they're having about what's happening in their life, right? I'm not making enough money. I have a health issue, whatever it is. So when we say, okay, what do you want instead? Usually it's a very positive, powerful, empowering thing that they want. That's going more towards love, okay? So focusing on what you want instead is hugely powerful. If that is the only tip you take from this episode, feel free, write it on a post-it note, put it all over the place. Just continue asking yourself over and over and over again, what do I want instead? So you notice something that you don't necessarily appreciate or like, what do you want instead? And what's your one action step that you can take to move forward? Okay, number three, and this one's a little more challenging. So this one is, you know, it's easier to ask what do I want instead and take one action step than it is to do number three. So number three is about embodying forgiveness. So that means, you know, not only working on forgiveness, and again, our, our search engine link is in the description. So if you're relatively new to the podcast, you can click on that link. It'll take you to a website and you just um, input, put in forgiveness. You'll see a million things that I've taught on before. Okay. So you can plug into that. So daily working on forgiveness, asking yourself, who do I need to forgive today? Um, what situations or events do I need to forgive today? What do I need to forgive myself for today? What do I need to release or surrender or let go? Sometimes, uh, you know, when I'm, when I'm sitting in my study chair in the morning, I'll realize like, oh, I've, I've got um, some tension maybe in my shoulders or I've got this uh, little teeny tiny muscle group in my hip um, uh, from a hip injury that I, I had surgery for. And sometimes that'll get really tight. And usually there's, um, a message in that for me. If it's, I'm in my shoulders, it's usually about, you know, I'm holding the weight of someone else. Kind of like, you know, Atlas shrugged that I'm holding the weight of, uh, of the world on my shoulders. And so I, I just try to identify whose, whose stuff am I holding and how can I let that go? Um, sometimes when my hip gets tight like that, it's all about me moving forward in life with joy. And I'll say, oh, okay, what work am I doing right now that's not bringing me joy? And I'll try to, you know, work through that. And so for me, I've noticed that my body gives me lots of clues about what to surrender or release or let go. Um, sometimes uh, a client will come and they'll have digestion issues. Uh, and, and sometimes it's related to what are you working through that you can't just release and let go? What is undigested in your life, right? So 
So having a daily practice of forgiveness and knowing what does that feel like in your body to forgive and what does it feel like not to forgive and how can you kind of communicate with your body on that? Number four, this one is really hard for some people. Not so much for me anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing the benefits of, of doing number four. Uh, it's just absolutely huge. Give up control. Okay. When you give up control, there is perfect peace in that. And, and I know that as I say that there's somebody going, no, 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 Michelle, you don't understand how much peace I have when I'm in control. I understand. And I also understand this, that your idea of control is an illusion. It doesn't actually exist. Okay. You can't ever really have control anyway. Life is moving and it's moving very fast and it's constantly changing. And so to have control and to kind of grasp onto things, you're going to damage yourself. Okay. The more that you let go and you, you don't have control um, and you just kind of go with the flow, the more peace you have. I've definitely noticed this the last few years as I've been trying to give up uh, control with my children. You know, they're 12, 15, and 17 now. Um, and at first there was a, uh, I guess, a temptation, I would say, to have more control because, you know, as they get bigger and they're they're leaving the house more and they're doing different things, you know, there's, uh, especially with my son who's driving and working and, you know, has has uh, friends in the car. And there there is that notion of like, ah, I, I, I want to control. Um but that doesn't bring me peace. So I think about, okay, you know, kind of going back to number two, what do I want instead? Well, I want to, I don't want to have fear every time they leave my house. I want to feel that peace. And so what's going to give me peace? Having conversations with them about how do you act? How do you interact? How do you make good choices? What is safe? What is not, you know, and, and, and relying on, trust, trusting them as people, but also trusting that I have put in place in their subconsciouses, all of these programs over the years to do their own thinking. And so that is giving up control. And I got to say that the more that I do that, the more peace I have. So consider that one. And again, if you know that you're a person that control is your thing, you might want to pick one of the other five. Okay, work up to that one. And number five is a little um, more abstract, I guess, in our thinking. Uh, but anytime you put an I label, there's, there's an expectation, there's an identity thing that's attached to that, right? Um, so, you know, I am blank. We, we've talked about that before. Whatever you put in the blank, that's what you become. Um, but in reality, you know, there's no label that is actually you. So for example, I am playing the role here in my lifetime as a wife and a mother. Uh, my identity is not as a wife and a mother because there was one time that I was neither one of those things, right? Um, I am a teacher. I am a coach. I am a, a um, you know, a, I, a, a doctor now, right? I've got my PhD. But None of those labels are me, right? And, and there's expectations with each one of those. So if I say I am a mother to whoever, 
you know, there, there's um, kind of this definition or concept that people say, like, this is who you are, right? Some people, when I say I'm a mother, they think I'm a, you know, stay-at-home mom that, that you know, makes meals for my kids and, and is like the class dead mother. Yeah, no, I was never that way, right? Um, and I guess what I'm trying to say is that, that to understand the labels that you put on yourself, to have the, the understanding of the expectations that you put on yourself are really important. Because those things can cause you to have peace or cause you to not have peace. Versus, you know, this idea that we really are unlimited spiritual beings, right? We're living here on earth, having this human experience, but I am pure. I am innocent. In my, in my most pure, uh, innocent, um, perfect state, I am spirit. It, uh, I guess the easiest way to look at it is this way. Um, I was joking around a couple weeks ago uh, on a Zoom. I even labeled my my uh, tag on my name as a loved jerk. I've realized over time that I am loved all the time. Okay, um, even if people here on Earth don't love me, it's okay. They they just don't know it yet, right? But I am loved all the time because my highest power loves me. I am a spirit. I am love. That, that is my true essence. So there is nothing that I can say or do that is going to make me uh, be loved less or loved more. That's a constant state of being. That brings a huge amount of peace. And I am living this human experience. And sometimes I'm a jerk. Sometimes I'm the jerk in someone's story for the day. Sometimes I have a moment uh, of dysregulation and I'm not so nice. I know this. Uh, it's also the reason why I'm not going to, you know, put a, a, a Christian fish on my car, I, even though I identify as a Christian, um, because I know how I drive. <laughs> Somebody will think I've stolen the car because, you know, they're like, oh, you, you really should be driving better. Yep, you're right but I know myself, right? I'm a loved jerk. So, so sometimes I am a jerk, but that doesn't mean I'm a failure of a person. That doesn't mean I'm, I'm, you know, less than, um, it just means in that moment I was dysregulated and it's okay. I'll choose again and I'll go into the next moment, right? I'm loved all the time, whether I'm a jerk or not. Now I desire not to be a jerk. I know it's going to happen, right? So both of those are, are true and okay. And that gives me peace because now I'm not like trying to prevent myself from being a jerk, which really, you know, where your focus goes, your energy flows. You'll just get more of that anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to focus on how can I serve? How can I love other people? How can I remember that we're all connected? You know, I'm trying to remember that all day long. And when I slip up, I don't shame myself because of that. I just say, oh, well, that's interesting. What do I need? Usually I either need a nap or I need a snack. Yep. Okay. All right. There you go. Right. So instead of, you know, uh, having these labels and expectations of myself, I just realized it's okay. I don't have to, I don't have to have any expectations on me. Okay. I know again, that, that might be a little beyond some, some people, but just go with it. So in conclusion, turn off the TV and go outside. Ask yourself, what do I want instead? 
How can I bob and weave and just make it happen? Forgive quickly. Um, create a very, very simple action step and, and adjust as you go. And then ask yourself, you know, if I could do anything in the world, what would that be? Because you can. Okay, you're unlimited. So all people that have a certain level of success and definitely those people who have significance in their life do these five things. So if you are on a path to not only have more success, but to have more significance in your life, this is it. So again, use this as a buffet, choose one or more, you know, depending, um, practice it and mark this episode to come back to later on so that you can continue to practice. Okay. All right. And please let me know how it's going. Uh, I would love to know how you are all uh, implementing these ideas. Uh, you know, how it's working for you. Are you sharing this with other people? Uh, I would love to know that. Okay. Awesome. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye. 